CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome in to The Scoop, the number one UNC football recruiting podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan. Again, this is The Scoop, brought to you by Inside Carolina and the Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyTShirt.com. What's going on, Don? Just been a busy June so far, and we're only, what, nine days into it, and it's been... Every day has been visitors, you know, I, I'm working, working on a story right now that I'm trying to finish up. Uh, I hope we get off in time so because I have an interview scheduled for later on. Jeez. There's somebody else who's visiting later. They're going to have to track down. Um, and then, you know, just when it seems like it slows down a little bit, then we have the weekend because then we have Friday with a couple of visitors. And then Saturday and Sunday is going to be absolutely bananas with the four camps in two days situation. Mm. And the reason why they expanded it to, to four camps in two days is that they had so many, um, so many pre-registered when they only had one camp on Saturday and one camp on Sunday that they had to expand it to two on each day, which obviously means there's going to be a whole lot of campers. And so I'm going to be really busy this weekend and beyond. Okay. We need a little better attitude out of you. A lot of <laughs> sighing, a lot of complaining, you're not bringing the energy. You're not engaging listeners with your attitude right now. Oh, that's my bad. We have a huge podcast planned. Um, so we're going to get through kind of those general June recruiting updates that Don kind of previewed. Uh, any news and updates at this point on a 6-9 day here in Chapel Hill. Um, and then just go through different names. I mean, there's tons of updates on different, different recruits, uh, most notably Jake Pope. Safety out of Georgia, who took an official visit to UNC. Uh, Jaden Lucas, five-star cornerback, took an official visit to UNC. We have an Eli Sutton interview, um, the offensive tackle who has enrolled at UNC. We talked to him actually two weeks ago and have that kind of interview um, dialed up and ready to go with him, about 15 minutes with Eli Sutton, uh, the, the Tennessee offensive tackle who is enrolled at UNC right now. Uh, we're also going to talk about Running backs, George Petaway and Amarion Hampton from Virginia. Uh, linebackers, Sebastian Cheeks. And just a couple other just small notes. Andre Green, maybe Arch Manning talk. Uh, Travis Shaw, Jamal Jarrett. It's just a massive week of uh, last couple of weeks of recruiting because everyone's visiting everywhere. So there's just a lot of developments. Um, so that's what it's going to be like. Just kind of bang, 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 bang. Going through a bunch of names and kind of trying to keep you abreast of UNC football recruiting as we kind of get into the girth of June here girth. on six, nine day, uh, Don, uh, thoughts on that. Um, you, you stunned me on the word girth. Yeah. I feel like you try to include that in your everyday vocabulary somehow. Yeah. It just means like kind of the thickness and the kind of the meat of something. Um, okay. You feel good. You got energy up. I'm trying. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, this is uh, podcasting 101. Just, you know, don't be boring and, and tired on the podcast, Don. Yeah, I'll try not to. Okay, let's get into it. All right, guys. Uh, again, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Inside Carolina podcast. Um, and then, of course, Giant T-shirt. We'll talk about more of uh, them later. Let's get into it, Don. Let's go through last weekend. Can you kind of give us, our listeners, um, a breakdown, kind of what happened last weekend, what it was like from – what you've heard talking to sources and talking to recruits and whatnot. And then we'll get into particulars about different guys who visited. So it was the first weekend that uh, visits can take place because, you know, June 1st marked the, the opening of the recruiting calendar. And as such, UNC hosted three official, official visitors. And you mentioned them, Jake Pope, um, Sebastian Cheeks, and uh, Jaden Lucas. 
there was also an unofficial official or yeah, I guess an unofficial official visitor in uh, uh, George Petaway, four star running back out of uh, the Tidewater area. So just to, for me to kind of explain that a little bit. So his was not an official visit. <clears throat> um, his was an unofficial visit, but like the official visitors, he arrived on Friday, left on Sunday and did just about everything that the official visitors did. Only he had to, <clears throat> excuse me, he had to pay for um, entertainment, food, travel. There's, there's little weird things like, he, you know, the uh, coaching staff member could not drive him to, you know, wherever it may be. Uh, there was limitations on where he was allowed to be with the coaches and all that sort of stuff. But obviously uh, the staff kind of, you know, fit everything in with him, but yeah, so he ended up spending the entire weekend there. And uh, so, I mean, it's just a typical official visit weekend with a lot of, um, a lot of meals, um, a lot of tours, a lot of meetings, a lot of, um, you know, pitches, a lot mm-hmm. of um, just, you know, you know, going, going to Mac Brown's house sort of thing, which everybody likes to talk about. Um so yeah, just, was this? You said three official visitors or two and one? Three, three official visitors. Sebastian then, Cheeks is the other one. Yeah, Sebastian Cheeks is the other one, gotcha. and then the, the fourth we, we can call. Um, yes, yeah, Petaway is an unofficial official visitor. Okay, during this weekend, were there a lot of unofficial visitors coming as well? Like, just maybe some like you know twenty three kids, twenty four kids, or or was it just those four really? So the, the thing people got to understand is that. Most days there are visitors on campus when there's allowed to be there's visitors on campus. But a lot of times some of these guys are like maybe not UNC uh, quality recruits and they just call up or the coach calls up and says, Hey, can we tour campus? And they, and they kind of oblige. But as far as guys that we're concerned with those that we mentioned were the only ones that, that were on campus this past weekend. Now there were some that came on campus um, prior to um, the weekend, and there were some that came afterwards, but um, and we can get in on all those too. For sure. All right, Don's got calls beeping in. It's a busy, busy day for him. Um, let's get right into it. So the, the four guys that visited, three officially, one unofficially. We'll start with Jake Pope, the safety from Beaufort, Georgia, 6-1-190, uh, three-star, 375 in the nation, but has all the big offers, uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Alabama, um, I think Georgia, UNC. So an underranked kid, but it's definitely blown up recently with his recruitment. He has one crystal ball pick. That's from Steve Wilfong to UNC coming off the unof- the official visit. Don, what's going on with uh, Jake Pope? I know you've kind of been on his recruitment. Yeah, so we posted an update on Jake early Sunday because he, he was one of the first ones to leave. And I, and I had the chance to talk to him as he was heading to the airport. Um, he brought his entire family which uh, his parents are divorced. So, and they both have since remarried. So um, he has a pretty large uh, family kind of group them together. Um, they all came, they all enjoyed the, this day. He has some really positive things to say. Uh, I urge everyone to, to check out the, the post visit interview that we ran on him on Sunday to kind of get the details, but everything, I mean, it, it sounds like things couldn't have gone better for him in North Carolina. Still though, he has three additional official visits still to take. He's going to Notre Dame this coming weekend, which is from North Carolina's perspective, that's the big one that they're, they're concerned with to see how things go with that, because that's probably UNC's biggest competition. He also has an official visit schedule with Ohio state and Alabama. Um, Obviously those schools are always a threat, but Um, You got to, you know, just kind of look in that their situations that probably have safeties higher on their board than Jake Pope. So Notre Dame is the big threat there. The other thing too to watch out here is that he has a fifth official visit that he has not given yet. Mm -hmm. And he has toyed with the idea of giving it to different schools. There's always Georgia that's kind of looming in the background. Um, But um, yeah, that's just something to kind of watch out for. Um, Okay. So you think Notre Dame is a big competition? That, that schools like Alabama, Ohio State aren't prioritizing him. Yeah, yeah, basically. Is that, yeah. Is that fair? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Jake Pope, obviously their number one safety target. Is that fair as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, 
UNC has a handful of DBs that they really, really like, and Jake Pope is definitely one of them. If it's exactly what Jay Bateman is looking for, you know, athletic a kid, hard hitter, uh, does a lot of different things. He excels in more just in more than just football. He's he's, he's a great baseball player and that sort of stuff. And you know, Bateman just loves those versatile guys that can do a whole lot of different things. And Bateman's leading his recruitment. All right, guys, for those interviews, make sure you subscribe to Inside Carolina. Uh, tons of promos throughout June. I think there was a 60% off uh, annual that ran a couple weeks or a couple days ago. And there's, there's tons of uh, different promos and chances to subscribe to Inside Carolina to read all these interviews. Don had a bunch up right after his right on it with all the different um, recruits that visited UNC. Okay, Jake Pope off the list. Let's move on to the five-star. Jaden Lucas. Am I pronouncing that right? Because it's spelled weird. Yes. Okay. Yes, Jaden Lucas. It's J-E-A-D-Y-N. Um, 6'2", from Malden, South Carolina, which is 38 miles east of Clemson in South Carolina. He's number 37 in the nation, number six cornerback, and number one in the state of South Carolina. He's a 24-7 sports composite five-star player and all his crystal balls um, are all for Clemson. There's six of them, but Steve Wiltfong, the national recruiting director at 24-7 Sports, has lowered his confidence level um, for the Clemson pick to one. That doesn't mean much to Don, but um, I was that was brought to my attention that you know, maybe a content item there because this guy really close to Clemson, he's from South Carolina, and uh, but he visited UNC over this weekend and um, it was a very impressive visit after reading your article. Don, uh, any tidbits or, or takes from, from what happened from that visit and what's going on with his recruitment? Yeah, I mean, he he said a lot of positive things about North Carolina. He mentioned, you know, in the, the last two interviews I've done with him, I've always brought up the fact that that the, there's a perception out there that Clemson is, is his ultimate destination. He's denied those um, assumptions and has said that North Carolina is up there with Clemson and We'll see, and we'll we'll know pretty quickly because he's planning on attending the elite retreat at Clemson this coming weekend. Clemson does not host, yeah, summer official visits. I want to ask you about that. Sure. What's the strategy with them? Not I know that's a thing that Dabo does. What's kind of the the mindset behind that? You think? So Clemson Dab- does not host official visitors in the summer, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So, Why? I mean this. Obviously, this would be a much better question for Dabo to uh, for him. Yeah, to we'll get we'll get him on the podcast. Yeah, we'll get him on the podcast. <laughs> to ask, but if you follow Clemson recruiting to any degree, you'll notice they do a lot of things different than everybody else. And people say, "Oh, they can." Well, yeah, that's part of it. But so could Alabama. So could Ohio State, and they don't. Um, both Ohio State and, and Alabama tossed out a gazillion offers. Clemson's very, very, very selective in who they offer and when they offer. And I mean, they, if you go and look on any of the databases, you'll see there's very few Clemson offers out there. This is just another one of those things that Clemson just tries to do differently for whatever reason. And it works. Um, I think, I mean, I'm just guessing. I think it shows you just true interest well, it tells you who's truly interested in you because obviously all these kids who are coming and, and, and there are some national recruits who are coming to Clemson this coming weekend. They all have to pay for everything. They have to pay for their travel. They have to pay for their lodging. They have to pay for their food for the entire weekend. Some of these guys are coming from Texas, California, because you know Clemson recruits on a national scale. Obviously, Lucas is, is only coming from 45 minutes away, but uh, talking to his dad, he he mentioned that they will be getting a hotel for both nights. Wow, um, it's kind of crazy. Because, close. yeah, and I think it's it's if you look at any, it's basically an official visit. Only it's not an official visit, and so but if you take like North Carolina's official visit, for example, it's a lot of late nights, early mornings. It's a lot of hanging out until midnight, and then getting up at at six a.m or earlier because you have breakfast with Mac Brown or, you know, this tour or that tour. And that happens both on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so, so yeah, so it makes sense if you want to, you know, you don't want to drive the 45 minutes and have to yeah, kind of take it. away from, from some of your potential sleep time. Got so, it. yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. All right. So, uh, 
with Jaden Lucas and UNC, like what's going on there? I mean, obviously visit was great. If you read the article for premium subscribers, I mean, it's glowing about all aspects of it, including Dre Bly, who is leading his recruitment. Um, I mean, what's your takeaway after talking to him? I mean, if, if North Carolina can pull this upset, it's because of Dre Bly. You know, Dre Bly has done a re- great job of recruiting uh, Jaden, recruiting Jaden's dad, recruiting Jaden's mom, and then also Jaden's trainer who accompanied the family on the official visit to North Carolina and brought his wife also is a huge Dre Bly fan, which is expected if you're a, a big DB guy and, and grew up kind of, you know, the last, I don't know, recently, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Jay, uh, Dre Bly, I mean, I don't have to tell anybody who's listening to this. Dre Bly was one of the best uh, cornerbacks in the NFL for, for some time. And so, yeah, so naturally, if you're a DB trainer, I mean, he's a guy that you kind of look up to. So, yeah, I mean, it's UNC has a shot here. It's, it's, it's difficult to see just um, kind of knowing Jaden, the little that I know of him. Um, cause he seems like a kid who does want to kind of stay a little bit closer to home. Um, the other thing we didn't mention is he has brought up the idea of officially visiting Ohio state again, which I don't think Ohio state's a real threat because I think it's too far away, away from home, okay. but it would kind of muddy the waters a little bit. Okay. So I'm looking at photos from this trainer. So on the visit was his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And his trainer and his trainer's wife. Correct. Okay. Do they get to? Do they get everything paid for too? Or isn't it just like just the mom and dad, or, or just the mom, or like? So, oh. yeah. So the rules the rules change all the time. Um, but and then also you can apply for waivers. Like for example, Jake Pope, I'm assuming would w- applied for a waiver so that his both sides of his family can can visit and have it paid for. But my assumption is that the trainer and his wife had to pay for their way for okay. things. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Just taking a look at some pictures there. Uh, good stuff. Let's move on. So we got Jake Pope done. We got Jaden Lucas done. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and give you the Eli Sutton interview. How do you feel about that schedule, Don? I like that schedule. And then when we come back, so we'll do Eli Sutton, which is pre-recorded, um, the UNC offensive tackle. Um, and then we'll do talk about George Petaway, Marion Hampton, Sebastian Cheeks, and even some other recruits, some guys like Travis Shaw, Jamal Jarrett, who visited UNC. Um, I just saw Andre Green's visited a bunch of places already. And I want to talk a little about Arch Manning, see if Don has any, uh, any insight there. So we'll take a quick break. Then you're going to get Eli Sutton, and we'll be back with more kind of uh, June recruiting updates from the UNC side. First, I'm talking about Johnny T-shirt and GiantT-shirt.com. I actually went there over the weekend. was looking for some stuff, and uh, I bought a couple stickers for my new car, a UNC sticker. And, um, you know, we, they are a sponsor. We want to support them, help, uh, help us by helping them. Johnny T-shirt right on Franklin Street and online at giantteacher.com. And remember, all Inside Carolina subscribers can use the 10% off discount code uh, on their purchase. Get T-shirts, jerseys. They have some cool soccer jerseys, football jerseys. They have the throwback jersey that UNC wore twice last season. Stickers, tailgate stuff, uh, toys, gifts, stuff for your, your nieces, nephews, kids, daughters, sons, all that good stuff. Go to Johnny T-shirt and johnnytshirt.com. You want to support these local businesses right in Chapel Hill um, and then online at johnnytshirt.com. And remember, all Inside Carolina subscribers get 10% off. It's another bonus and benefit of subscribing to Inside Carolina. We want to thank Johnny T-Shirt for all their support. Hopefully, you will do your part in supporting them when you're getting your UNC gear. We'll be right back with more of The Scoop. And now we bring on Eli Sutton, incoming UNC freshman offensive tackle from Brentwood, Tennessee. Uh, he's 6'7", 285. Is that the height and weight sound good for you, Eli? What are you right and now? And a little bit of weight. I'm about 295 right now, but you got the height right. Yes, sir. All right, 6'7", about 295. He's a 24-7 sports composite, four-star, ranked 253rd in the nation, number 19 offensive tackle in the nation, number seven um, player in the state of Tennessee. Coming in here in June – and uh, we really appreciate you coming on, uh, Eli. 
Yes, sir. Always appreciate to be on here with you guys. There you go. Don? I want to kind of rewind to your recruitment because uh, for those who didn't follow it from the very beginning, it's kind of interesting. Tennessee is not within North Carolina's typical recruiting footprint. Mm -hmm. So UNC really didn't recruit Eli early on um, at all, really. And Duke did, though, and Duke offered you. And then you had a a January visit planned to Duke. I'll let you take it from there. What kind of happened with that Duke visit in in regards to North Carolina? Okay, so when I was around, I want to say fall of my sophomore year, I remember Lonnie Galloway following me on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, UNC, that's kind of cool. Maybe I'll maybe they'll throw an offer or get to know me or something like that." And so back in my old school, we had big Duke ties because we had obviously it was a baseball kid, Bryce Jarvis went to Duke. Now he's with now he's in the major leagues, but we always had close relation with the Duke football staff. And so they recruited me pretty well. And I went up to Duke and then I was talking to my dad. I was like, Hey, UNC is doing really well. They just got Mac Brown. Why don't it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes away. Why don't we just stop by? And so I got a hold with coach Searles through Twitter and we set it up and went on a quick little January day visit. Nothing crazy, nothing special. It was just walking me around, show the campus, meet all the coaches and Went, and, and then at the end of the visit, I got with Coach Brown, and he officially offered me, which which is especially meaningful to me because I know when I look a man in the eyes and I shake his hand and he – it's legitimate. And then that's when as soon as I left, I told my mom and my stepdad who was with me, wow, this is different. Because so I've been everywhere around the country from Texas to Florida to P- Pennsylvania. I mean, I've, I've been – luckily, I've been pretty blessed to be a lot of places – and so as soon as I left those places, I was always looking for something that was missing. If I could overcome it, like the culture's not there. Maybe I could try to find friends I can fit in. Maybe the academics are not as up to par as I wanted. Or maybe I have to take more classes or go to the honors college or whatever. But as soon as I left UNC with their perfect blend of academics, their willingness to put money into the sport, which is obviously we have seen with the new Keenan uh, renovations and the, the academic prowess was honestly just a perfect blend and not even, not even getting into the fact that's Matt Brown and the culture that he brings with all of his places that he's been. And as soon as I left, I was like, wow, this, this is really different. And then it took me, I think I visited mid January or mm-hmm. late January and it took me all of February. And then I was going to come back during March right after my spring break, but then obviously COVID happened. And I, whenever I wanted to commit, I wanted to always stay. I wanted to go up, shake a man with his hand, look him in the eyes, say, all right, let's roll. I'm on the board. But luckily, I didn't get to do that, sadly, because of COVID. And obviously, we were pretty hot being that Drake committed two days before me, Keyshawn a week before, Kobe a day before. And luckily, he was like, you know what? We want to make this day special. We're going to hold off for a week and make sure you get your own little day and Honestly, I couldn't have dreamed of it any better. I got to say on FaceTime with Coach Brown and Coach Searles, hey, I'm in, let's roll. And it was it was honestly one of the moments I won't forget for the rest of my life. You kind of lead into my next question was you were part of, and I don't even know if you know this term, four-star Mageddon, which was <laughs> a basically a week, less than a week really, starting with uh, Keyshawn Silver was like a Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. And then you had Drake May committing on a Friday. Kobe Pace were committing on um, that Saturday and then you followed the next day. And so there are a lot of like myths around just how that came about. You know, some, some fans think that you guys kind of planned it out that way. You got together and we're like, boom, boom, boom. What, how that happened? How did you end up? Cause you were, you were, I guess the last one, the bookend of that, that commitment, that four-star Mageddon. So how did it come about from your perspective? So what was really crazy was, I went, when I was on my Duke visit, I was with Diego and Kobe when we were there. And I've got pictures with both of them on our Duke visit. It was really crazy how it worked out. Me and Diego really clicked by then and said, hey, we're going to play together at some point. But that's, that's another side story. But anyway, as soon as after I called Coach Brown and Coach Searles, I texted Drake because he, was, he knew through the coaching and through the word that I was thinking about committing. And he was, dude, are you going to make it official? Are we going to get this thing rolling? I said, yeah. And he said, when are you going to do it? And I said, whenever y'all get done, because y'all are, y'all are blowing up social media right now. I just want to hopefully get my name in there. And, you know, I'm not really a crazy amount of hype guy. If you've seen my Twitter handle or my Twitter prowess, I'm not one to be a bunch of drama throughout my whole recruiting. And once I was done, I was done. So 
it was pretty crazy just the timing that it happened. I would have – I really wanted to go up there and obviously, like I said before, shake his hand, say, look a man in the eye because I was raised to whenever you shake a man's hand, that that's signing a deal. That's how it, how it was back in the day. So, luckily it just – it was just honestly just God's coincidence that it just happened that way. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that, that was a, a wild time. I kind of remember where I was for each one of those commitments because I have to run our social media and whatnot. Don, do you remember where you were for the Keyshawn Silvers announcement? Oh, God. I was sleeping <laughs> in bed. <laughs> Don was asleep. Do you know that, do you know that uh, Keyshawn, he tweeted out his – I talked to Keyshawn earlier, mm-hmm. right right when he left, and everything – he said things were – he liked it a lot. We, you know, we were ready to do an interview the next day and all that sort of stuff. And then, for whatever reason, he had hot wings, and at one o'clock in the morning, he decided the hot wings <laughs> made him want to commit. Yeah. Uh, so I was asleep. Ross was awake because he's a you know a bachelor and a party guy. I'm a, I'm a family man. I've kids. No, I was I covering a basketball game. Don, morning, I was covering you know? a basketball game. So I was covering basketball. All right. Anyway, uh, it's unrelated. Uh, I'm sorry to derail there. Yeah, no so, worries. Eli, um, you said you were kind of blown away by UNC, and it stood out. What in particular stood out about about that visit? Was it campus? Was it the, the staff, was it just kind of walking around? Because you went in January, too, when, like, campus is not – I don't think it's the prettiest in January compared to kind of the spring or fall. So what was it about UNC that really caught your attention? Honestly, like I said before, I've visited a ton yeah. of places. And whenever I would leave those places, I would be like, this was great, this was great, this was great. But there was always that – there was something missing. I don't know. I It was either, like I said, academics, the culture, the staff, I, always something. But then as, when I walked on campus – I don't know if you ever felt like this way. My mom always said it was like when you find your wife someday. It's, it sounds pretty crazy, but it just it just felt. Ross is still looking. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just trying to relate to you guys, but yeah, um, it just felt like home. Like and when you know, you know, type deal. It is exactly, and everybody everybody always said that throughout my recruiting process. When you knew, you knew, and when it was just, I knew it was the perfect blend of academics. Obviously, UNC is one of the top five schools and public schools in the country. The, the football was doing this, as we still are. And I was going to turn on life. But, um, and obviously, UNC is pouring money into the system where they want to see this school win. And that was also a big deciding factor because I didn't want to go to a school that was like, oh, football. Ooh. You know what I mean? So yeah. they, want, they want to invest resources. And finally, it was that, that culture piece of meeting Mac Brown and knowing that I was going to be in good hands after I was done with football and that whole family atmosphere he brings the whole staff that he put together. It was just, it was just a culmination of everything. It sounds, it sounds sappy, but I mean, it, it just felt right. Do you mind turning the light back on? We kind of yeah, need, yeah. need to see you. That was in a cave over there. That was pretty funny. There you go. Um, I like my darkness. This is, this is live, live podcasting. <laughs> uh, great. Do, do you know what? A couple quick hitters here. Do you know what uh, you want to major in, or any ideas about what you want to? Uh, I would like to major in business and sports management, and hopefully, knock on some wood here. If I don't, hopefully, get the chance to go to the NFL, then I would like to stay around the game of football, either in a managerial role or in an agent role or something like that. Just because I've been around the sport so long, I just want to keep. It's I don't know anything else. Which players did you meet on your visit that? Um... Did you meet any, any other offensive linemen or any other current uh, players that you catch up? Linemen, but Sam Howell walked into the uh, locker room as I was uh, getting like doing the pictures and stuff, and it was pretty cool meeting him. And he kind of semi knew who I was just because of the the Twitter stuff, and it was pretty cool meeting him. Is um, what do you know about the kind of the offensive line room right now? Like, what is Stacy Coach Cyril kind of told you? Like, what do you kind of think about the, the group right now? So obviously, we're returning everybody, which is big. And I was always been told from our day one recruitment, I was more of a project guy being that I was a little bit undersized I'm not 330 coming out of high school ready to play yeah. right away I was always going to be a red shirt guy which you just have to accept when you get into the position I am and that also gives me a great opportunity to learn under all those five seniors to be like hey this is how we do things this is how we're going to work this is how we're going to go through the playbook and also it gives me a year of getting stronger in the weight room learning the system being able to master the tools that I need to master to be able to play at a high level in the ACC and also, it's a great chance to be able to work on getting ahead in school very quickly. I mean, Carolina usually graduates in three to three and a half years. And mm-hmm. if I stay all five years, I'll be able to work on an MBA, which is incredible opportunity, especially to get it paid for. So yeah. I was also, the redshirt year is incredible to me. And it doesn't even add to the fact that I get to play in four games. 
Yeah, that's pretty uh pretty common for offensive linemen to, to not even see much of the field until like maybe year two, but usually even like year three when you're a redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore. So, um, yeah, Don, you got anything? Yeah, um, one of the I guess interesting things is that this group of um of signees ultimately signees uh, throughout you guys really developed a strong bond and you had to rely exclusively on you know you know zoom on snapchat on twitter on, on you know whatever it may be uh did, did that because of the fact because i think i mean i think if we didn't have covid you probably would have made it to campus a couple of times but probably not nearly as much as some of the in-state guys but do you feel like it almost kind of helped you in a strange way because from a friendship standpoint everybody was on the same playing field mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree i mean if you were to look at our group chat during while that craziness was going on, it was it was awesome. It was like we need to get this guy, this guy, this guy. I mean, we were it was truly building a bond, not even through football, but it was, hey, I have issues with my family. I really need y'all to pray for me. And it was just an open time of we got your back. We're gonna be your teammates through and through. I mean, it's it's we're in it for the long haul. And so, especially you probably already know the beef that went down with Twitter when anybody would decommit or they say they were going to decommit. And because we all took up the mantra of if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you're going to, you're going to do it the right way. And it was not something of you're, we're not going to flirt with you. We're not going to do this. You're not going to pretend like you're going to commit to us. And that's why we all got hurt or whatever the feelings were, whenever somebody would decommit or mess with us, just because of the fact that we truly were a family and we still are. I mean, we still talk every day, even though half the dudes are on campus already. And so it's something along the lines of just, if you're going to do it, we're going to do it the right way. We're going to be a family about it. We're going to win football games. You're probably talking about a, I think it was like a high, highly ranked kicker from mm-hmm. Florida who. <laughs> Didn't they have up. an offensive lineman too who decommitted? Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, we, I wish the best on both of them. They're, they're on their own journeys. They're all that. But I mean, I'm never going to wish bad on anybody. Of course, that's not, not yeah. anything I would ever do. But it just, whenever you're, when you, when you say you're Carolina, you bleed blue. Well, I was also told that Diego Pounds at one point was in and booted out because they felt like he was playing <laughs> games. And then, of course, was was asked back in or invited back in. So, like, the week before he committed, he told us all. He We hopped on a Zoom call. He said, hey, I'm coming. Let's roll. And we, like, blew up about it. We were all excited. We put him in the group chat. And then he started getting a little, little squirrely. He would send us pictures of, <laughs> let's say, him on FaceTime with another school. And we're all like, whoa. <laughs> well, what, what are you doing, buddy? I, I thought you said you were going to be with us. And we, he was like, I oh, don't know. I'm just making sure. We're like, all right, get him out. So we, we, we get him out and until, until he signed that piece of paper that said he was coming. And then we put him back in. What was kind of the, like when you guys, had, for lack of a better word, attacked another recruit with the intentions of getting them to commit, how, what was kind of the protocols for that? Like, how did you guys, you know, develop a plan to, to do it and kind of organize it? So we always took up the mantra of we're not going to, we don't need players. We got dudes. So if you want to come, you'll come kind of thing, that kind of mantra. But it's also a, we're different. We're going to make you feel like a family, but we're not going to beg and beg and claw and scratch and steal for your commitment because we got plenty of other dudes, but we just want to, we want to be one of the best class in the country. What do you, uh, a couple more coming off topic here. What are you most looking forward to about college? Um, not not football related. I mean, I got I couldn't I can't imagine what you're going through. It's such a great period of your time to have that summer after co- after high school, and you're going to start like a whole new period of your life. What's yeah. what are you most looking forward to? I'm honestly, most important making new friends. I mean, I'm already real close with all my roommates already. Just do like you said, social media and stuff like that. And meeting who, who you who you living with? Living with Diego, JJ, and Caleb. Okay, cool. Go ahead. So. I mean, I've been around Middle Tennessee area for all 19 years of my existence, and I've not, and I've luckily I've been able to travel and stuff like that. But I've never really settled down and be able to meet new people and be able to spread my spread my own wings. No, that's sappy, but um, it's it's honestly just really exciting to be able to find a new home and be able to meet new people, have new experiences, and obviously, luckily knock on wood that we went to football games and that's, that's even the icing on the cake. Uh, what are some hobbies you have um, outside of football? Love. I've gotten really into MLB the show this year. I'm, I'm on that stuff all the time. What is uh, that? MLB the show. 
Okay. Video it's video games. Ross hasn't played video uh, games. I don't play video games. Uh, I play hot, outside. Uh, I climb trees. Play outside. <laughs> he I, he I climbs hunt, trees. I, yeah, I hunt. I fish. Okay. My four-wheelers drive, go mud. I mean, any, anything you can think of as a stereotypical redneck dude, go do. <laughs> I've, I've probably done it. So You said boilers? Oh, mudding with my truck. You said something before that. Okay, no worries. What do you hunt? Hunt, hunt, fish, mudding, four-wheeler, four-wheelers. That's what I said. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. What uh, what do you like to hunt? Deer, duck, turkey, anything really. I'm honestly really easy. I'm not too specific about it. Anything that moves. Um, <laughs> that tastes good. <laughs> Don is still looking forward to finding new friends, and, and that's what he looks forward to. Yeah. Still waiting for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I have Ross as a friend. I don't need any other friends. You might get along well with Jefferson Boaz, Eli. Yeah, um, yeah we've talked to him a good bit. And then I've also uh, made good friends with Trey Zimmerman out of Georgia, the other O-lineman. And honestly, BA, BA has been really great to me, even as I haven't even gotten on campus yet. And it's just going to be – I'm really excited to meet all, all my new teammates and forge new relationships that everybody says you'll know for a lifetime. And I'm really excited. So. Yeah, Brian's a good dude. He he loves hunting. And we had Jefferson on the podcast last year around this time, too. And I think he loves hunting and fishing as well. Um, all right. Don, you got anything else? No, I just want to thank um thank Eli for coming on. He is he needs to thank us though, because he's actually getting out of some chores to uh, yeah, very the podcast. So moment. we got <laughs> I got about uh today's Thursday, so I leave Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. So I mean we we're I've got my half my bed painted in here the other half and the other part of the basement i mean we're getting everything it's a, okay it's a big old mess getting everything getting ready to move i got one last thing so yeah when you when you arrive and when do y'all like do you know kind of the schedule that y'all have to follow uh, for enrollment I'm stuff driving, i'm driving up tuesday because it's an eight 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 hour drive and yeah. so i'll stay overnight at chapel hill wednesday and then wednesday morning i'll move into my stuff in the dorms here i have the email but it's basically <laughs> for the first for the first three days it's Nutrition, nutrition staff, strength staff, medical, medical clearance. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, some academics in there. Or academic, academic meetings, uh, equipment meetings, getting all that stuff, lockers done. We, we don't gotcha. even start workouts till the next Monday because we oh, have wow. those Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of just meetings. I'll just yeah. meet people, like going through compliance, stuff like that, so I can work out, getting my f- official transcript because I graduate on Sunday night. And so I'll hopefully have my transcript in before I get in. But before that, I won't be able to practice or anything before I get that stuff in. Gotcha. Oh, wow. and, and for those listening and watching, we're recording this on May 27th. Yes. So by the time you listen to this, it's a good chance that Eli and all his classmates are already enrolled. But um, that's good information just for us to have. All right, Don, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I really appreciate it, Eli. Good luck. I will see you on campus. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Good to meet. Good to finally meet and talk with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Eli. I appreciate it. Looking forward to covering your career, man, and, and good luck, and uh, excited to watch your career. I'm excited, sir. Can't wait to see more of y'all. All right. See you later, Eli. See y'all. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the Eli Sutton interview. We recorded this, of course, uh, about two weeks ago. Don, what would you think about Eli Sutton? Um, you know, it was the first time I've met him, and, and you know, I think he had a really engaging personality, and, and he's going to be a great addition to UNC's uh, offensive line room. Yeah, as you pointed out, we, we did the interview a while ago, so I don't really remember what was said. But uh, I've always <laughs> enjoyed always. Yeah, what enjoyed do you think talking. about him as a, as a player and recruit? Yeah, I always enjoy talking to him. He was always great to talk to, very personable. You can tell he's an intelligent kid, uh, very easy to deal with. He's a natural leader. I, I see him as a guy that in a couple of years, he's the one who's the representative of the offense at uh, ACC media days, just because he's such a great representative for, for the program. Kind of like a Brian Anderson in the fact that outgoing leader, good dude. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully you don't have to worry about what he's going to say. He's going to say the right things. You never have to worry about him getting any sort of trouble, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And as a player, I mean, you know, you don't have to like get in too depth here, but you know, where do you think he fits in? now you know two or three years from now uh you know he's being recruited as a tackle and a lot of that kind of depends on his growth and his development while he's on campus on whether he stays a tackle or moves to guard but uh 
you know, real good technical guy, good mobility, good athlete for his size. I want to see a little bit more of a mean streak in him, but um, you know, he understands the game and all the other intangibles we talked about earlier, obviously are really big for the offensive line position. There you go. All right, guys, let's get back into it. George Petaway, Don, visit UNC. We talked about this at the top, kind of on an unofficial visit, um, but we did a lot of the things that the official visitors did. Uh, 5'11", 190, uh, ranked 97 in the nation, number nine running back, number three player in Virginia. I watched some tape of him. He's pretty He's pretty good, man. He's fast, explosive. Um, looks like he can do everything when it comes to kind of the running back, catching the ball in the backfield and all that good stuff. Um, briefly, Don, what's going on with his recruitment? Seems like he's going to take a lot of visits elsewhere as well. Yeah, so a lot of it depends on when you kind of talk to him on, on what his plans are. Uh, so he only mentioned, a, I think, a few other visits to me, but uh, I've seen other interviews where he's talked about just a ton of visits in June. The main thing that came out of the weekend, though, was prior to this visit, he was talking about the fact that he did not want to take official visits to nearby schools, which makes sense in theory, but usually doesn't work out in practice. Um, but after this visit, he decided, hey, I want to take an official visit to North Carolina. If I take one, it's going to occur in the fall just because he has so many other schools he wants to visit in June. And, and you know, get, sneaking in these official visits is not easy. So that, that's the main thing that North Carolina has secured that official visit because those who follow me know there's very few, I guess, um, true kind of rules or whatever you want to call them um, in recruiting. But one of the things that kind of holds true is that recruits who do not officially visit a school typically do not end up at that school. It's not a hundred percent. There are a couple of exceptions, very few exceptions. So, um, if, if he doesn't officially visit North Carolina, that's not a really good sign for UNC of ultimately landing him. So this and is a good, good step forward. So he is going to take, he says he's going to take one in the fall. Yeah, that's his intention. Yeah. Okay. Do you think he's gonna have enough left? Like, is he gonna waste them on other schools? So for this for for June, he only has two scheduled. He has uh, Michigan on the 18th and Penn State on the 25th. Obviously, he, you know, there's only four weekends in June. I mean, yeah. you could take midweek official visits, but that's difficult. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't have an official visit scheduled for this weekend, so he just has those last two weekends. So yeah, I mean, there is a very good chance that. He has plenty of official visits left for the fall. The problem is, is does he make a commitment prior to the fall? Yeah. And he, he could commit to North Carolina before that. I, I, you know, I'm not saying that North Carolina is not in there. He could, North Carolina could be that school. And then he takes that official visit and, and all is fine. Um, but um, there is a chance, obviously, that he can go on any one of these visits and, and fall in love. Um, and, and a school you got to watch out for Florida is a similar situation where he's plans on, and I think it's a week from now, he's going to take a extended unofficial visit and then also intends on officially visiting the Gators in the, during the season. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's a long drive too to get down there from Virginia uh, on an unofficial basis. Uh, Steve Wilfong has the one crystal ball pick for him is to UNC. I mean, where do you think, UNC stands with him. I mean, is UNC the leader right now if you were to pick one school? So I know that there, there's a lot of – UNC feels really good, and that feeling has definitely extended into Inside Carolina's message board. You know, I've talked to the kid a bunch. I think that North Carolina is definitely in it, definitely one of the um, strong contenders for him. Mm -hmm. I, I am not 100% on board yet with saying North Carolina is the team to beat, though. I think that there's just too many other schools involved with, with him. And I think that while a lot of these other 757 guys have definitely kind of latched on to Dre Bly and, and to Coach Glover and, 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 and kind of be a part of that pipeline, George Petaway is his own guy. He, I mean, he is a type of guy who um, will do his own thing just in spite of, you know, everybody else sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, he's just – yeah. I just think that he's just not that he, – he, he's a lot more complicated than what people realize. And I'm looking at his profile right now. He has, let's see, seven, eight schools with the warm identifier. Um, I know that's not something you put on there, but 
Michigan, Penn State, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, North Carolina, Ole Miss, Virginia, Virginia Tech are all warm. It's one, two, three, four. Yeah, so the other thing is, so he came out with a top 10 about Nine a month schools. ago. Okay. And he told me following the visit that it's actually an eight. He wouldn't tell me what eight they are, but he did say that it's just eliminating two of the schools. Well, yeah. some of it is here. Here's the issue that, that I think fans need to understand is that these kids, like, like if George comes out and says, I eliminated school a and school B school a and school B are going to call him and harass him and harass his coach and harass his parents. But like, what the hell you, you told us this, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So it's just easier for the kids to kind of hold on to, in some instances, you know, it's easier to kind of just hold on to these schools on your list just to kind of keep people happy and, and not have to deal with the backlash. Yeah, for sure. George, I mean, I watched his tape. It was, it was pretty impressive. I think he, maybe the defender he was going against yeah, was really I, slow, yeah. but, but uh, he, he's, an, I think he's kind of the elite kind of running back talent. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so his, the competition he plays is not very good at all, okay. but I mean, I've seen this kid in, in camp settings and he's all... just a hundred miles per hour on everything. Yeah. It was like you know, a one-on-one. He has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. It was like a oh, okay. Yeah. The mat, that's, that's a little different. Yeah. You're talking. Yeah. That was probably the, um, whatever it was in Charlotte, the under armor stuff. Um, yeah. and, and yeah, I mean, no, he's ridiculous in those, those settings also. All right. Good stuff. All right, George Petaway, cross them off the list. A couple more guys as we kind of close up this podcast. Uh, Sebastian Cheeks was on an, un- an official visit to UNC. Now, I hadn't heard this name, Don. I don't know if that's your fault or, or my fault mm. um, until kind of you wrote the article. Um, he is a 24-7 sports four-star player, number 125 in the nation, number 14-ranked uh, linebacker. He's from Evans. Evanston, Illinois, Evanston Township High School, uh, 6'3", 210. It's a great size at linebacker. What's going on here? I mean, kind of a random, I think kind of a random geographical guy and pretty random for UNC. What's the deal here? Yeah, he's a Chicago guy. I think I went during the uh, one, not the most recent story, but the story prior, I kind of went through and looked at just how, how long ago North Carolina actually recruited a guy from that, from a similar area. And it's been a few years. So this is not a typical area that North Carolina recruits. You know, the, the thing with him is, well, heading into the visit, the thing was, was if Notre Dame wants this kid, that's where he's going to go. And, you know, North uh, Notre Dame is kind of sort of filling up at his position. So things were looking good for North Carolina. The one surprising thing coming out of the official visit is that he has since scheduled an official visit with Notre Dame, which is not a great sign. But in talking to him and talking to some sources, things went really, really well. You know, it's difficult to overcome the distance. And that could, you know, ultimately kind of keep him at Notre Dame or wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really connected with the coaches. Um, there was some family stuff going on in the weekend and that, and that really kind of um, helped kind of bond the group together. That's going to make it difficult to uh, for other schools to match. But uh, so, so UNC definitely has a shot here. This was not a, you know, having fun sort of official visit that, <laughs> kind of happen sometimes okay uh, north carolina definitely has a shot here got to watch out for texas also he's officially visiting texas this coming weekend and he wants to take a fourth official visit to a yet to determined school probably not going to be a factor whoever that school is what so, was the family stuff that bonded him together um i mean i yeah i don't want to you know we just we just leave that at that <laughs> why do you even say it then i mean i i gave you basically the, the gist of it <laughs> Okay. Is there a delay between what I'm talking? You can hear me. I think that you're having some computer, your internet issues. Yeah. We apologize. I had some wireless issues and I'm on a hotspot right now. No matter. Okay. Sebastian. I think the, the, the delay, the delay is not going to be that big of a deal. The thing that worries me is there's been some moments where you kind of talk robotic because of the internet. Oh, uh, really? Okay. So hopefully that doesn't come through on the, uh, on the actual podcast. I bet it will. All right. Anyway, Sebastian Cheeks off the list. All right. Amarion Hampton. Um, Don, this is another one of those running backs like George Petaway 
from Virginia, one of the top targets for UNC. I pull up his profile here. Um, he visited earlier in June, not this past weekend, right, on a unofficial – sorry, he's not from Virginia. He's from Clayton, North Carolina. I'm sorry, Tommy. Um, running back, six foot, he's 15, ranked 136 in the nation, number 11 running back, a four-star recruit, number four in the state of North Carolina, one of the top recruits in the state of North Carolina. Uh, one crystal ball pick by Steve Wolfong to UNC. Uh, Don, what, what was this visit like, and, and what's going on with his recruitment to UNC? Yeah, so it was just a, a typical unofficial visit, just spending a couple hours on campus, which included going over to uh, Mac Brown's house. Uh, his um, his family came with them. I don't think it was anything too, too special. I think it's more of those things that – I think we talked about it before, but he has four official visits scheduled for the four weekends in June. None of those are to North Carolina. He plans on officially visiting North Carolina in the fall, but it's another situation of gets a little dicey if he starts, if he makes a decision before the fall. So in order to combat that North Carolina's goal is to get him on campus unofficially as much as possible in June. So it's a good step to get him on campus early on and then it makes it a little bit easier to get him on campus later on. And in talking to his dad following the uh, unofficial visit, they mentioned that they do intend on returning later. A date had not been set. The one thing that concerns me a little bit is the fact that um, all this traveling is it definitely wears on you. Um, and so is after the second or third official visit, is the family going to want to jump in the car again and drive to Chapel Hill, even though it's not that far away. I mean, this traveling does get a little crazy. How many running backs is UNC going to take in this class? The goal is one, but, but there are scenarios out there where you take more than one. Because you can't turn down Petaway. Yeah. You can't, you can't turn, turn down, down Petaway. Yeah. Yeah. There are guys that, that, that they won't be able to turn down basically. Outside of Petaway and Amari Hampton, who's the other target? They're also recruiting Damari Alston. He's from uh, Atlanta. And then Michael Allen, who's another in-state yeah. guy from uh, Greenville. Okay, gotcha. All right, Myron Hampton, you know, stay in touch with UNC with an unofficial visit. But outside of that, not too many developments on his side. Um, okay, this is going to be the um, you know, quick hitter section of the podcast as we close out. We appreciate you listening. We didn't have a top five this week, did we? We did top let's, five summer activities. Let's why don't we? The, why don't let's, we? Let's wait because your energy is so low today. Yeah, we gotta wait. Um, God, what? Just the uh, being very, very critical of me today. I mean, just being That's honest. Um, we need more people to submit. Um, yeah, we only had two submissions anyway. Yeah, so top five things you want to do this summer. Top five summer activities. Was that it, Don? Top five summer activities. Gotcha. I already see a couple things from Preston from Greensboro. That are offensive. Um, okay. Let's, uh, what'd you say? Preston from Greensboro's submissions were very interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's do a quick hitter here, Don. A sentence or two on each. Are guy. we sure? Hold on. Hold on. Are we sure that Preston from Greensboro is, is not, he's not your dad, right? No. Okay. And he's not like your brother. <laughs> I don't really know a Preston. All right. Let's move on. Don's guy out here. Um, what's going on with Travis Shaw? I saw an interview on our rival site. Uh, any developments with Travis Shaw? He's, I think he's, is he visiting UNC soon? Yeah, so he, he plans on visiting North Carolina sometime this week. You know, he, he's so – the thing with Travis Shaw is that he's so flaky, I guess, is the first word that pops to mind. So even though if he says he's going to visit this afternoon, you don't know if he's going to actually visit unless he's actually there. So uh, when he physically kind of walks through. Um, so, so yeah, so he intends on visiting North Carolina soon. Considering just he has every option in the world, he is just taking a very slow pro approach to his recruitment. He's probably going to only end up visiting North Carolina, Clemson, and Georgia in the summer, which is goes against what he was explaining earlier, earlier how he wanted to make all these visits. So, yeah, I mean, North Carolina really just has to kind of just – just keep on just moving along with him. Get him on campus as much as you can, and that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Interesting recruitment to follow. All right, Jamal. Yeah, Jamal Jarrett, uh, kind of a new name, and he's because he's from a uh, – he's a younger kid from the 
2023 class, 6'5", 302. Um, he goes to Smith High School. There's rumors of him transferring to Grimsley. He visits UNC on Monday. You talk to him. What's going on with Jamal Jarrett? So, you know, as you mentioned, I mean, his, his recruitment literally is just beginning. Mm-hmm. That visit to North Carolina was his first ever recruiting visit. He absolutely loved it, loved the coaches. Um, UNC was the first school to offer him, and I think that's going to help UNC kind of stay in it with him. Uh, obviously, you know, it got him on campus. Um, this is a kid who I don't think he's ranked right now by 24-7 sports, but I really think that he's going to make a, a good argument to be one of the top players in state for the 2023 class. He's just such a you know, good-looking kid from a size standpoint. Yeah. You know, six five, three hundred. I don't. I don't know. He's listed off the top of my head, but three hundred something pounds. Um, but doesn't look fat and moves so well. Really? Uh, he's he's a, yeah. He he needs some coaching. So, um, not to disparage anyone, but going over to Grimsley or or Dudley or one of these other schools that are used to kind of developing talent um, would probably be a good move for him. Uh, because he, he he's just he's he's so raw is not even the word he just doesn't understand so much about the game but just ha- he has the tools and and obviously get North Carolina getting on campus right away is, is is awesome and there's an article that Don wrote on Jamal Jarrett after his visit to UNC again he is a rising junior y- yes yes yep class of 2023 all right Don let's close it out. Um, I mentioned Andre Green. Is there any updates on him? I know he's visiting a lot of places. Is there anything to know about him? I just saw his name pop up. I think on your scoop, and that's a guy we've talked about before. Yeah, um, so he um, he's definitely going all out with these visits. He has a mm-hmm. bunch of different offers. Um, I'm actually surprised. You know, a lot of kids say they're going to make all these visits, and they ne- never end up making it. But he, to his credit, he went on, I think it was like a three-school tour to uh, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, Got, he, he has official visit scheduled with Georgia, North Carolina, and Oregon. Okay. Um, he has a full official visit scheduled with Notre Dame. He has a gazillion other unofficial visits all planned. This kid is going to be tired by the end of June. But he is visiting UNC. Yes, he has an official schedule with UNC for the 18th. Okay. All right. And finally, Arch Manning. He visited Clemson. He's starting his visits. Of course, this is the nephew of Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, the son of Cooper Manning. Um, going to be one of the top recruits in his class. I think he is 2023 as well. Is UNC involved in this? What's going on? I mean, I've seen UNC mentioned like a little bit. UNC, yeah, UNC is involved. Here's here's the issue with this. This is going to be a recruitment that we have never seen before and probably will never see again. Why is that? Because it's going to be so – well, one, the kid doesn't do interviews on purpose. You know, there's there's this whole process. I was talking to another writer about it. You got to go through the high school coach. The high school coach will kind of give you answers that he got from Cooper Manning, who is his dad, and Cooper, I guess, got it from Arch or whatever. Um, you know, they they purposely make sure that nobody kind of he visited Clemson this past week, and that's the big story. And you know, Clemson had you know SID people around making sure no one came up to them, no reporters or fans or whatever, and and all that. And the other thing is, is that from my understanding, they're purposely keeping visit plans under wraps. So obviously we have an idea of where he's interested in visiting and North Carolina is one of those schools, but we probably won't know for certain until like maybe when he arrives or maybe a date, maybe before sort of thing, just because they want to kind of keep down the, the hoopla and all that sort of stuff. So, um, I mean, he's going to visit North Carolina. I think it's more of a courtesy visit. I mean, you know, if this kid, this kid grew up in the SEC, like, like you couldn't grow up more SEC than this kid. Not only did he grow up in SEC country, but two of his uncles and his grandfather are SEC quarterback legends. He's gone to all Miss games, gone to all this sort of stuff. So it's difficult to see this kid leave the SEC. For me, it's difficult for, for me to see him leave the SEC. The only scenario where I see him leaving the SEC is for Clemson. It, mm. If you look at, you know, they, they handle the big time quarterback prospect um, recruit um, Trevor Lawrence in, um, in, in, in Lawrence, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, um, they handle him well and all that sort of stuff. And that, and that obviously, you know, appeals to them, you know, it's a big time atmosphere, all that sort of stuff. 
But yeah, so I mean, if he visits North Carolina, I feel like it's more of like a courtesy because him, because Phil Longo and Archie Man, the grandfather, are um, are pretty close. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's um, it's just a crazy. I mean, I've known about this guy for two, three years now. Probably when he was like an eighth grader, and you know, he has all the pedigree. <clears throat> and it is interesting because he wants to go visit a lot of different schools. You see his list; it's all over. You know, who knows? Maybe he wants to. Yeah. To, to buck the trend and get out of the SEC is always that sense of kind of getting out of the shadow of his uncles and, and, and grandfather. But, you know, it just a visit would be kind of cool just to kind of have that big name on campus. Um, that probably be just good for publicity purposes um, more than anything. All right, Don, yeah. you good? You feel good about this podcast? I feel great. A little more energy there at the end with the Arch Manning thing. I got you going. Yeah. Revved your energy up. All right, guys. Hopefully Revved the my engine. That's right. Hopefully the audio issues are not too bad. I apologize for that. I had a little internet issue and I'm on a, on a hotspot right now. There was a little delay with my conversation with Don back and forth. I, I had a delay. I don't know if it's the same on, on y'all's end. Uh, stay tuned to Inside Carolina. We'll do a podcast in another week or two, probably in another two weeks after some more um, official visits. Um, is there a big official visit weekend after the big camp weekend? We got camps this weekend. Then we have the showtime. Yeah. yeah yep and okay then... so we'll do a podcast after that how about that okay do you want to do then... one the day after or wait until like monday tuesday probably monday or tuesday right yeah we'll have to play it by ear you know how this goes i mean there's so much stuff going on that i'm gonna have to kind of figure out yeah logistically how things maybe wait together. until wednesday thursday might be a little too late so we might try if there's commitments we might try to do it on monday or tuesday i think would probably be smart yeah we'll we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll let the fans know there you go. All right, guys. Uh, remember to submit a top five, top five summer activities, summer things you want to do, and we will uh, talk to you next time. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by T-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.